Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. There was a man watching a woman at the grocery store with her three-year-old daughter in her cart. And as they passed the cookie section, the little girl asked the mom for cookies and her mom said no. And the little girl immediately began to whine and fuss. And the mom said quietly, no, Monica, we, we just have half the aisles left to go through. Don't be upset. It won't be too long. And pretty soon they came to the candy aisle and the little girl began to shout for candy of course, the mom said, nope, you can't have any of that either. And now the little girl begins to cry. And the mom said, there, there, Monica, don't cry. Only two more aisles to go. Then we'll be checking out. When they finally got to check out, the little girl immediately began to shout and scream for gum and burst into the worst temper tantrum you've ever, you've ever seen her encounter upon discovering that there was going to be no gum purchase. The mom so patiently said, Monica, we're going to be through this checkout in about five minutes, and then you can go home, have a nice nap. Now, the man who'd been watching him the whole time had, had checked out as well. He followed him out in the parking lot, and, and he had to stop the woman to compliment her. He said, I couldn't help but noticing how patient you were with little Monica. And the, the mom replied, oh, I'm Monica. The, my little girl's name is Tammy. <laughs> You can probably recall the last story that you heard, but you likely don't remember a lot of other conversations, much less a presentation or, or a sales pitch or, or even some of the commercials you may have seen. And a big part of this is because when we tell stories, it changes us, not only mentally firing off different pathways in our brain, but physiologically, we, we physically react to stories. Our heart might race, maybe your eyes dilated, you, you get goosebumps down your spine, we laugh, maybe we clap, we lean forward, you jump back, your, your brain just wants more and more of it because everybody loves a great story, but your brain doesn't always love just an average conversation or, or especially a presentation because most of those aren't based on story principles. However, it is completely possible, and what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode to use the techniques and the strategies found in stories to make your communication overall more compelling. And, and especially if you know how stories work, here's the thing. I love stories. There is nothing that gets me hyped or more excited like hearing a really cool story. It's one of the reasons why I love movies so much because stories provide an escape. But even more than that, stories provide impact. They provide a lesson. They provide a way to see ourselves or a way to change the way we see our world. And that's because great stories are all about transformation. According to Nancy Duarte, she says the most important thing you have to know about storytelling is it's about transformation through a three-part structure. And, and you're probably familiar with this format. Maybe you've never heard it broken down this way, but I'm going to break it down for you. And then I'm going to tell you a couple stories and kind of show you the different parts in that so that hopefully you can craft your own stories and you can talk about your life in the way that it invites people into your story 
and it helps them see themselves in the stories that you tell, which is going to make you more likable. It's going to make you more engaging. It's going to make you more memorable. And so there's three parts to every great story. The first part is there has to be a protagonist or a main character, a hero or a heroine, and and they have to be likable. Even if they're flawed, even if they're not a good person, there has to be something about them that is is likable, that the audience can connect with, that your listener can connect with. Then the second part is they have to go through roadblocks and challenges. There has to be adversity, difficult times, and it has to challenge them, maybe physically, maybe mentally, maybe emotionally, or maybe in, in most situations, it's all three. And then the third part is there has to be a transformation. There has to be some type of change that is affected because of everything they went through in that messy middle part. If you can nail this down, if you can identify this in the things that happened to you in life, in the stories that that you have, that you encounter in your memories, you're going to be able to apply a story structure to any conversation or presentation. And when you're making the listener, the person you're talking to, whether that's somebody that you're, you want to be a customer, maybe that's a friend or a family member, or maybe it's a group of people that you're presenting to, the audience, the listener has to be able to relate to or see themselves in the hero of the, of the story. And you have to ask them to undergo the transformation, to feel the adversity, to relate to the, the, the challenges. And in doing so, you're going to be able to unlock that impact for them. So the question to ask yourself is, you know, who is the person, you know, when they walk in the room and what do you want them to be when they leave the room? What is the transformation you're looking for as a result of that conversation and that story? And once you've identified this, you've created the, the arc, you know, exactly what details you need to fill in and what you need to input into that story to support that to get the, the change you're looking for, to make the impact you're looking for, to make the point that you that you want to be remembered. And so in really, really great conversations, in really, really great speeches or, or presentations, the person that is, is presenting material or the person that's leading the conversation is going to build tension and then release it, and then they're going to build the tension, and then they're going to release it again, and they're going to do that through drama. And in order to have that dynamic, the lows and the highs, you have to get to a place where there's a shared understanding by relating what everyone knows to be true. So if you're not building your credibility with things that everybody can understand, then, then people aren't going to be able to connect to the story. It's going to fall flat. Then once people can relate to the bare basics of the story, then you have to introduce what could be, the possibility. This is the first time that, you're, that your hearer is going to have a sense of, of tension and drama because you're asking them to take what they see as reality and explore that as a different option. And then you wrap that all up by picturing the world with that idea already being adopted. And remember, this is super key. People are always going to remember the last thing you said way, way more than what you said in the beginning or in the middle. So the ending has to be the high, okay? And sometimes this, this concept, this is very conceptual, what I just explained. And it's hard to understand, but this is something that's been used very successfully over long periods of time. And so with that, um, you know, a, a great story that this reminds me of is um, – a few years ago, there was an Icelandic tour bus driver who contacted the police 
to report that one of the, the tourists on his bus went missing. And so the police asked the driver to describe uh, the woman. And, and he said, well, she was Asian. She's about five foot three. She's in dark clothing and she speaks English really well. And so all 50 members of the tour group set out and they're looking for this woman. And in all the confusion, it turns out the missing woman was actually a member of the search party. And what had happened is she had changed her clothing at a rest stop and the bus driver did not recognize her. And so unbeknownst to her, she was literally searching for herself. And later she would say she didn't recognize the description of herself. And here's the thing. If we're honest with ourselves, few of us recognize the description of ourselves. If I told you about a person who is beautifully messy, gloriously weak and flawed, incredibly strong, lovely, good, whole, enough. Would you recognize yourself in that description as the person that you already are? Here's the thing. Most people don't. So we abandon that identity and then we go searching for ourselves within the context of our relationships, within the context of our, our possessions or our purpose. But we're not going to find ourselves there because like the woman on that bus, we're searching for a self that was never lost to begin with. Okay. So do you see what I just did there, right? We started out with the character and the character is obviously this lady who was supposedly lost on the tour bus. And then the challenge was the fact that she was lost and that they could not find her. And then the, the transformation came when they realized that it was an identity crisis, that she was looking for herself the whole time and just, just didn't recognize herself. And then what we did is, is that I took you and I left you on that high that we do the same thing. And that you have permission to see yourself as enough, that you have permission to see yourself in a way that's uplifting. And that is so, so cool. There's another story um, that I told recently at, at, a, at a talk I was giving about one of my friends who in the middle of the night woke up to hear choking coming from his, his toddler's bedroom. And he entered the room to find that his son was still asleep, but he was covered in his own vomit. And immediately he decided that his son was ruined. And he saw the layer of, of, of throw up and, and said, there, there can't possibly be anything good remaining underneath this mess. So he just left his kid lying there and went back to sleep. And of course, we know nobody's going to do that. Nobody would believe that even, right? As you can imagine, he did the exact opposite. His, his heart broke with compassion for his little one. And, and he went directly to him. He picked him up. He covered himself in his in the son's vomit in the process. He took his kid to the bathtub, filled it with warm water, and gently started to wipe him clean until the beautiful child underneath could be seen again. And, and, and he did what all loving parents would do. He remembered and he restored the beauty underneath the mess. These days, um, when I go to my office, I no longer think of the people that I'm serving or myself or our team as fundamentally broken and flawed and and get disgusted with what we see on the surface, the parts of us that we don't love, the parts of us that aren't working properly, that aren't functioning as well as they could be. Instead, I think of stories like this friend who 
through the compassion, through the caring for people, he saw what was beautiful underneath as worth being restored. And when we make a mess of things, we know that there's something beautiful underneath that just needs to be uncovered, that just needs to be washed, the mess needs to be washed away because there's beauty in all of us. If we dig deep, if we understand what lies beneath. In these stories, there's such a beautiful back and forth, a tension, a high, a low. There's a character, there's, there's challenges, and then there's a transformation on the other end. And these stories make up our life, but these stories also are what help us to make an impact and change in the people that we talk with. I am absolutely obsessed with becoming a better storyteller and in learning more and more stories that help communicate points because they're memorable. People will will not always remember the the specific points in a in a PowerPoint presentation that might be beautifully organized and and perfectly displayed. But when we tell a real life story that has real people, real problems and real results, that is what's going to make an impact. That is what's going to affect transformation, which is the purpose of a story in the first place. So I hope that this episode has inspired you to be able to tell better stories, to relate to people better. I know that if you do that, and if you really press into that, you're going to find more impact under the surface, and you're going to see more people come to recognize you as a beautiful communicator and somebody that gets their point across really well, that is memorable, that is exciting, and uh, I can't wait for you to see that transformation. Some of these stories, um, you know, have come from people way smarter than me, people that are amazing at breaking down these. And and, and I've learned from them. Kel- Dr. Kelly Flanagan is an incredible storyteller. Ronnie Doss is an amazing storyteller. Simon Sinek and so many more. And uh, so I would encourage you, go look for those stories or look inside yourself in, in your own experiences. Follow the three-part structure, character, adversity, and transformation. And you're going to see some amazing things come of it. We'll see you guys next time. You did it. You reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.